Hello and welcome. You're listening to Stadia Rocks. Hi, Rock here with the podcast for busy people and casual gamers. As usual, we start with the news followed by What's Up Rock, where this week we take a look behind the story of Stadia and the people that power it behind the scenes. And finally, we put Doom Eternal to the Rock Review Test. Chris Early, Senior Vice President of Ubisoft, reaffirmed Ubisoft's commitment to bringing Uplay Plus to Stadia in a recent interview on the Ubisoft website. He also said that analytical data indicates that the platform is perfect for convenience, with people jumping in to play in short bursts. Division 2 has finally arrived on Stadia, but the launch wasn't as smooth as hoped. Players had to wait for a scheduled server maintenance to conclude and were then faced with error messages a few minutes on loading in. Compounding these issues was what some felt was a high price for the base game, which could be purchased significantly lower on other platforms. Then, in an unprecedented move, just an hour or two after launch, the price dropped to where people were expecting it to go on sale. This prompted the question, was the error message that prevented people from playing a tactic to stop them from playing in order to be able to get a refund? Maybe we'll never know. And finally, Alex Hutchinson, ex-Typhoon co-founder, has joined Stadia as Senior Creative Director. Previously, Alex worked with Electronic Arts and Ubisoft on titles as well known as The Sims, Far Cry and Assassin's Creed. Typhoon Studios were bought by Stadia late last year. And that's it for the news this week. If you have anything you'd like us to cover on Stadia Rocks, please contact us on Twitter at Stadia Rocks or by email hello at stadiarocks.uk. The roots of Google Stadia go far, far back, much further than most people imagine. In fact, to 1992, six years before Google was actually even founded. That was the year that On2 Technologies, a startup from New York State, began developing True Motion, a set of video codecs designed for gaming platforms. The codecs were numbered sequentially with the prefix VP. In 2010, when Google acquired them, they were up to VP8, and under Google's ownership, they created a highly specialized codec, VP9, able to compress high-quality video with virtually no perceptible artifacts. Although the video compression technology used for Stadia may have the longest history, the concept of Stadia itself goes back to around 2013, when an ex-Xbox employee, Marj Bakar, joined Google to develop a new digital media player, the Chromecast, which was built around the VP9 codec. Bakar reckoned that although the media streaming service was great for video platforms, it was missing out on the biggest platform of them all, video gaming. 
As covered in a previous WhatsApp rock, the gaming industry now accounts for more revenue than cinema, TV and video streaming combined and is growing exponentially. The team was brought together to explore the possibilities and answer the single biggest question. How can you possibly stream a high-end AAA title with all of its high-res assets and rapid gameplay across the internet from a server based hundreds if not thousands of miles away. In the last What's Up Rock, we looked in some detail at how compression is part of the answer, but in order for Stadia to work, and more importantly, work better than the competition, they needed to bring together some of the brightest brains and intellectual property that Google owned. The On2 tech team revisited VP9, and although the codec is open source, they managed to find ways to optimize the encoder and exclusively for Google, so that any device that uses VP9 would still be able to render the results, but Google's proprietary new encoding would do things that nobody else had ever achieved. Stadia was starting to form. Project Yeti was the codename that a group of people in a two-story building on the far corners of Google's campus were known as. Day by day they met and leaped over one hurdle after another, proving beyond a doubt that not only could their cloud gaming technology work, it could be by far the most innovative, years ahead of the competition. Now, Google had the motive and the means, but it needed the opportunity. To bring the as-yet unnamed Stadia to market, Google needed to bring a commercial team together who would not only share the vision, but have unprecedented experience in the gaming industry. In 2017, holidaying with family at Centre Parks near Stonehenge in England, a veteran of the gaming industry stretching back to the early 80s and culminating in heading up Xbox in Europe, received a surprise message from Google on Facebook. Within days, Phil Harrison was heading out to Google HQ to discuss an intriguing offer to head up a new cloud gaming solution. Google knew that Harrison was unique in the gaming world. Nobody else had both the experiences of being a game developer in charge of launching the PlayStation and head of Xbox Europe. But there was more. Harrison had also invested in Gaikai, a high-end video game streaming service eventually bought by Sony to become PlayStation Now. Harrison knew firsthand the challenges that needed to be overcome, and once he'd seen what the Google team had achieved, it was a no-brainer. He was on board. One of the first things that Harrison did was to go on a tour of all the major studios to excite them to the potential of Stadia. He knew without content that technology was virtually meaningless, and before they could reveal anything publicly, they needed the guaranteed support of some big, hitting studios. A commercial case was made that not only ensured higher margins, but eradicated old demons of content creation such as piracy and IP theft. Although it would be a risk to launch with the platform, if supporting it paid off, it could pay off big time. Support secured, next up Harrison wanted content that would specifically show off the capabilities of the platform. But this was a difficult ask of studios who need to create games for a multitude of platforms under immensely tight timescales. So 
He set about bringing another set of impressive names to the team, this time to create a studio of their own. First up, Jade Raymond, legendary Canadian producer at Electronic Arts and Ubisoft to head up Google Stadia Games and Entertainment. Jade immediately pulled together an A-list publishing team to not only work internally on content, but to guide and support external developers who wanted to implement Stadia's unique features. If Raymond's job was to maximize success for the platform in the short term, Harrison's next hire, Erin Hoffman-John, was very much cementing the future of Stadia. Hoffman-John is a true visionary in game design and hired to head up another new division, Star Labs. This studio, less in the public eye than others, is, to all intents and purposes, a skunk works within Stadia that has one aim, to push the technology to its absolute limits and then beyond. Understandably tight-lipped about progress, talk of incredible achievements abound. On June 2019, the team were ready to reveal Stadia to the world in the first Connect. Introduced by Sundar Pichai, the CEO of Google, who admitted to not actually being much of a gamer, Harrison soon took the stage and peeled away the wrapping to debut Stadia to an amazed audience. There was now no going back. In next week's What's Up Rock, we'll look at what happened next and touch on what the future could hold for Stadia. This week's rock review game is Doom Eternal. This game has been anticipated since the Stadia Connect in June 2019, where it was shown off as the poster boy title for the platform. Hailed as being 4K 60 frames per second, and an early release on the platform, people were disappointed to hear that it wouldn't actually be true 4K as it approached launch. As frequent listeners to Stadia Rocks will know, we don't review games in the traditional sense. Instead, we focus on whether the game fits into a busy lifestyle. Is it a pick-up, blast and put-down experience? One of Stadia's major assets is exactly that, so we aim to sift through the games on offer to rate each from a casual gamer's perspective. Every game that we put through the rock review microscope gets ranked out of five for how quickly the game loads, can you start from where you left off, how easy is it to play, is it a rewarding experience, and finally, is it good value? So let's sift the gloom from the doom. 1. How quickly does the game load? Last week we reviewed Serious Sam the Collection, and the similarities between the two titles is clear. No great surprise because Sam stems from the Doom tradition, but the game scored the highest rating so far for loading because I felt it was light on assets. Then along comes Doom Eternal, not just super high res, high definition and 60 frames per second, but detailed maps and assets, yet it loads almost as fast as Serious Sam. Get past the health warnings and game choice menu and you can literally be in the game in seconds. Sam set the bar, but Doom shows the way forward for modern games. Doom Eternal gets straight out the gate with a 5 out of 5 for loading. 2. Do you pick up where you left off? 
Doom Eternal is both a multiplayer experience and has a campaign. The campaign isn't overly long and is comprised of a series of map areas that need to be completed. If you lose a character life or exit the game and come back later, you're automatically set at the beginning of the level to start from scratch. To be fair, this is an intentional mechanic to the game, but does mean that if you have made significant progress, you will not want to bail early. For making you slide down the snake every time you exit the game, Doom Eternal scores just 2 out of 5. 3. How easy is the game to play? The Doom franchise first exploded onto the scene way back in 1993. Although there had been some other attempts at first-person 3D maze-like games, Doom is the one most credited as the grandfather of the genre. Because of that, the control mechanics that we are all used to for this type of title was set by this game, and so you will instantly feel at home. The more recent versions of the game have added additional elements, such as an option to melee a wounded enemy to release much-needed ammo, but nothing taxing and everything carefully explained throughout the game and within the menus. You won't have any problem getting to grips with Doom Eternal, so for ease of play, I reward a 4 out of 5. 5. Is the game rewarding to play? If mindless shooting and carnage is your thing, then Doom is your fling. To keep your character alive and dolling out damage, you need to seek out ammo drops, shield packs and health files which are scattered throughout the world, or obtain from killing enemies in certain ways. There are secrets to uncover in each map area, although these do tend to be one of three types, new weapons, weapon mods or toys, and aren't particularly difficult to work out. Doom has the basics of in-game rewards, but tends to get repetitive quickly as the game majors on mayhem over modding. So for this, I'm downgrading Doom to 2 out of 5. Finally, is the game good value? At the time of recording, Doom Eternal is very much a full-price AAA title on Stadia, released on the same day and time as on other platforms. It's a high-quality title and undoubtedly occupies a justified slot in your Stadia library if Chainsaw Massacring is your thing. But unless you're a die-hard Doom fan, my recommendation would be to sit back and wait for a future pro deal price drop. The campaign aspect of the game is designed to last around 20 hours, which is far less than, say, Division 2, which also launched this week on Stadia, but is 20% of the cost and has more variety and long-term appeal. So, for value, I'm going to give Doom Eternal another 2 out of 5. So this week's rock review title, Doom Eternal, scores a reasonable 15 out of 25. Well, that just about wraps it up for another week. I hope you've enjoyed this week's show. If you have, please give us a like, follow us on your podcast app, or subscribe to us on YouTube. And don't forget, every Saturday evening, the Glory of Stadia podcast. Keep your feet on the ground, your head in the cloud, and enjoy your gaming.